punters and dribblers, mums and daddies. Podcast today brought to you by Good Day. Mm, correct. The greatest multivitamin of all time. Yep. Of all time. It is back in stock in a big, 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 big way. Pun on the dribbler, no, that's flying like hotcakes. It is flying. And the only reason that I can come up with as to why it's flying is because it works. Good news travels fast. It works. It's blowing the socks off people. Yeah. It's blowing the knickers off people, the singlets off people. Have you got a review for us? You want me to get a review? Oh, mate, I love to hear the reviews. You like our reviews, don't you? Mate, the reviews are good. I mean, like, you know, of course we're going to talk up our own product. I get that. But obviously we're doing it genuinely and sincerely. But I like to hear from the punter and the dribbler about how they feel the product is working for them because they are the best fucking yardstick. Literally, okay, here's a good one. After hearing about Good Day for for a few months on the pod, I decided to get some of it shipped over to Napier NZ, Aotearoa, to our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. over there. To test it out for myself, and I wasn't disappointed. Having a kid who has just started school and another in the Petri dish they call daycare, as soon as they got sick, I would always get sick. A week into good day, one got sick, nothing. The next week, the other got sick. Again, I got nothing. A modern miracle, let alone having more energy throughout the day, so I couldn't recommend it more five stars. Bang, bang, bang. bang. Begoodhealth.com today, you punters and dribblers. The least you can do is have a crack and see how it works for you. least you can do. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home on qualified opinion and unwavering bias here on a Monday, February the something of 2023. And before we get into, I guess, you know, uh, an indulgent diatribe about how we are and how we feel, it's important to let you know right now, punters, dribblers, 6 p.m. tonight, the Rosé Cord Punters and Dribblers hat is back on sale. HelloSport.shop, Rosé Cord. Lots of you missed out. You weren't quick enough. You weren't made of the right stuff. It's back on sale. HelloSport.shop, 6 p.m. tonight. The Rosé also still available, although not much. So that's that. That's for you. That's for you. My HelloSport.shop. He's going. HelloSport.shop. 6 p.m. HelloSport.shop. Rosé hats. HelloSport.shop, 6 p.m. tonight. Rosé hats. Rosé hats. Yars from? He's delivered. They're back. They're on sale tonight, 6 p.m. Hellsport.shop. Now, Thomas, it's been a trying morning for a couple of, couple of um, sensitive yeah. but still follically gifted. Vulnerable. Vulnerable, yet still emotionally available. And stoic and robust, but still present. It's present, stoic, hanging by a thread, but made of the right stuff. But like it's a strong thread. Like a thread it's run like break. well, it's like a it's like a you know the the weight tooth power ratio of a spider's web web time you know it's the strongest substance on earth yeah exactly which it, I believe to be true I speak with a man who knows but I in truth am only speculating that I think I've heard it before spider web strongest it's like stronger than steel stronger than steel literally might be the strongest substance in the known universe. Is that right? It has a higher strength to weight ratio yep. than most conventional materials. Most. Most. Shout most. out to spiders and their webs. Also, shout out to gorillas, who I found out on the weekend can bench about 1,800 kilos. Yeah. 1,800? Yeah. Can bench. Now, are they like in conventional gyms? Or is it just I like, need to I'll I need pick up a tree if I, I need, need to. to like, just I'll set the scene. 
Jack Archdale and I, a friend of the show, quite hungover on Sunday. Mm, Jack of dressing like he was about to go to a fucking country dance yesterday. BNS. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. And it was 400 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking hot. And he had like, like Full really thick really country thick. shirt on with stupid patterns on it like he always does. Really thick denim fucking thick pants. Thick fucking blue jeans and boots from fucking the Tamworth Country Music Festival. And you're just like, it's, it's okay, dude. You can be yourself for one day. And just wear the clothes that you definitely wear when no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he doesn't dress like a cowboy at home. Put it that way. Um, no, probably not. Anyway, he was showing me a photo of a gorilla. Drive by on Josh. Yeah, drive by on Josh. Um, reminds me of a, a certain drive by that was yeah, fucking we'll done on to, me, yeah, which we'll yeah, get to. One of the great drive bys. Um, and he just showed me a photo of a gorilla and I thought, fuck, gorillas are cool. And then I started thinking about how strong gorillas are. And then I was like, well, how strong are they? So I asked Josh to Google how much could a gorilla bench press. That's the number he came back with. I don't know if they measured that in gym. I don't know if they trained fucking gorillas and get them in gyms and go, let's load up the plates. Yeah. And you give me a nod and I'll fucking squ- I'll, uh, I'll spot you. Mm. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't think you'd spot it. A gorilla, though. I don't. You could, you could people. have four. Or f- you could maybe have like a team of like fucking powerlifters yeah. spotting. Yeah, that's it's not me. To, no, not you. Well, I wouldn't think that would be a safe option. Uh, well, Eighteen hundred is a sense. lot. It's a lot, isn't it's it? It's a lot. I went on a similar sort of binge before we get to the weekend, which a few people noticed on Instagram. But I found myself on Thursday evening, fresh out of the shower. Kids in bed, Steph out at the shops. Daddy might have housed a gummy a little earlier in the afternoon and it was starting to take its full effect. Shout out to Native Seed CBD, not an ad, but an ad. And I went on about an hour and a half to our sumo wrestler binge. Yeah. And then when we drove down a barrel, we got even deeper into it and we were like, we should be saving this for the podcast. And I was like, nope. Yeah, but listen. We need to be able to enjoy each other's company, you know? Like, we need to be able to enjoy each other like old times. Yeah, and listen, you, as soon as you brought Sumo's up, it was just like, it's like opening Pandora's box. Mm. Because Sumo Wrestling, although we all know about it, you're aware of it, rather. You don't really fucking know much about it. No. Like, you don't really get into the nitty-gritty of, like, what the fuck is actually going on. Different like, styles, different you got approaches. Like, you got, like, giant men who are, like, fucking bordering on mor- morbidly obese. No, dude, not bordering. As in, they've got full camps set up across the border of morbidly obese. Like, they're Correct. building cities and shit. They're yeah. very established... They're huge man, huge, huge. man. One eighty kilos, six fucking six and shit. What were the stats yeah, no, like that? Some, no, that's Jordan Maylada, six six, oh, right. six seven, hundred eight, six eight kilos. They were cunts were like three hundred kilos. Three hundred. Yeah, they were like fat, fat motherfucking sumos. But that was the thing because there's obviously a couple of approaches to sumo wrestling. There's be so fat that you can't be moved. Then there's like be stronger and agile. Then there's the dude who was the greatest of all time. And we can't remember his name, obviously, but he did everything. And he's just recently retired. And, like, if you reach elite motherfucker status in the in the sumo game, that's when you are called a Yokozuna, which is like a black belt. Yeah. So the Yokozuna is, like, the highest rank you can have as a sumo. And, and there's, there's not always... Been, there's only there's been not always, 76. So yeah. And there's not always Yokozunas at, like... like Zunas. It's, Zunas. At a certain point in time, there may not be one currently no, fighting. Because they have to just be like, you've earned the right for the title. Haku... Yeah, that's it. Haku show. 
45. He had like this year where there was like 85 tournaments and he won 45 of them. Yeah, 86 out of 90 tournaments. Dude. In 2009, he was like the number one fucking sumo for 14 years. And they're like, this guy is just the greatest of all time. Anyway, when they retire, one of the ones that I was watching, it was a sumo and he was fighting this fucking tiny, scrawny, pipsqueak kid. And the kids, they're both in sumo gear and the kid keeps pushing him and the guy's just like bunting him off, bunting him off, bunting him off. And then he's sort of like manoeuvring around the sumo circle which is apparently a mound of clay punters dribblers that i think the sumos like make. have to make yeah there's something about there's heaps of shit like where you know they can't they've honor and they have pet minders and they can't act a certain way anyway this was this guy's son retiring him so it's like he's the one that pushes him out of the ring for the last time and fuck it was good stuff and then they cut off their top knot that's when you're <laughs> retired Career see you later out. top knot see ya when the top knot comes off, punters and dribblers, that's the end of the career. And if you have a top knot and you aren't a sumo wrestler, that's just fucking borderline disgraceful, I think. If you're listening to this and you've got a top knot... And you're not a sumo And you're not a sumo wrestler, you need to have a long, hard look at yourself because that is fucking appalling behaviour. Yep. There's no place for top knots outside of sumo wrestling, in my opinion. No, in civilised society, that's for sure. Now... A big congratulations must go to friend of the show, Hamish Street, and his beautiful wife, Carly Knee Austin, now Street. I don't know how you do that, but the knee is like what they used to be called. Yeah, Carly Street, Knee Austin. Knee Austin. I think that's how you say it, mate. Not Carly Knee Austin Street. No, I don't think Carly that's Street, it. Knee Austin. Yeah, Carly Street, Knee, knee Austin. Austin. Congratulations and a warm thank you to both of them. Not only for our current fragility, but just for one of the, the great weekends of all time. Well, it was one of the greats, Tom. And as you fucking put it, you were a devo on Friday because you knew it was a waste. It was over. It was Monday already. already. As soon as we were driving down, I go, dude, the weekend's already over. Like, oh, and, and like, although that's a really pessimistic outlook, it's true. No, it's true. It is true. Um, you get down there on Friday. Obviously, the fucking the sun is shining, the birds are chirping. Yeah, wind. Uh, the winds Breeze, were true. Just good, honest. But you just got a thirst on you. You know, you got a thirst that can't be that can't quenched. be quenched, Tom. You try, you try your best to quench it, but it's not quenched. And then all of a sudden, in the pursuit of quenching, you may find yourself quenching too hard. Quen- well. You've you've overquenched. Yeah, you're drowning yourself essentially. And now you know. Now I'm up at, at an unruly hour, an ungodly hour. Listen, Friday night it was a groomsman's night, a night for groomsmen to be men and to be groomsmen. Harvey made the great point: this might be Street's third bucks party, essentially, of his entire wedding. Yeah, it's definitely the third time we've got together in celebration of the great man. Maybe that's <laughs> what it takes. I think maybe so. it's maybe that's how many you need. But you know. I mean, for you, it was what, like a 5 a.m. finish? I was I thankfully don't a I little don't more responsible. I'm I was not going to put a number on it, Tom. Yeah, no, well, look, you don't have to. I will. Eddie around five. I was in the threes, I believe, um, which was, I think, very reasonable. It would have been more reasonable. I guess maybe I would have been more reasonable and you may have been more reasonable and we all may have been more reasonable had we realised that we were going to get woken up at like seven in the morning by a street to go move chairs, which I was more than happy to do. I just, if I'd been prepared for it. Yes. It would have been a little less jarring. Preparation's key. But I mean, that's what we're there for. We're there to help. 
but it was just it was a shock to the system. It was, yeah. Listen, obviously my back was fucked, so I had to go get coffees. Yeah, you did nothing. He was just like in bed, looking. Comp- he looked dead. He was <laughs> like, "What? What? What? What do we got to do?" I'm like, "We gotta move some chairs." What chairs? I'm like. Brother, I don't know what chairs. We just have to go and move some chairs. I know you can't lift anything, so you're going to need to help in another way. Go get coffees, please. Then I come back in, he hasn't moved. I'm like, can't. Just get up, please. He hadn't got up by the time we left, so I just left. No, I hadn't. Went out a shower. A quick one. And then, you know, went and did my job, and which I performed no, fucking admirably. admirably. Yeah. Ran into a couple of friends who were coming to the wedding and it took me like almost, like it would have looked, it would have almost appeared rude. It took me like 10 seconds to register what the fuck was going on. I'd sort of forgotten where in God's name I was. Yep. I didn't even know what I was doing. I think I was just like staring. Yeah. Like that. I didn't think I was on my phone, dude. Very zonked out of it. But it, yeah, when you're made of the right stuff, punters and dribblers, you overcome. Mm. It's, about, it's about going within yourself. I've talked about this often. And looking for ways to fucking just draw energy out of yourself, to go the big lift and to start inspiring the men around you. Yeah. That's what we did. We inspired each other. Because as a groomsman, particularly one that if you're not a best man or you're not at the MC, you're just a groomsman, your job is to boy the boys. You're a boy boyer. That's your job. You gotta make sure that the fucking groom is relaxed but also pumped up. And then that the other boys who do have responsibilities, speeches, emceeing, they are also relaxed and pumped up, but a little bit more you get to fuck with them because yeah. you know they're nervous. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's funny that you're nervous. We don't want groomy to be nervous. No. But you, you no. got to emcee the whole thing. That must be a bit stressful. Hey, eh? Sebo, big speech. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Groomy, we need groomy settled. Yeah. But Sebo of fucking went mute. <laughs> By the by, like by as, as he got closer and closer and closer to his speech, he went and served tennis balls by himself to just try and clear his head. <laughs> he ran into a pole. Remember when he was coming back from the fucking? He'd be coming back from somewhere like this is like ten minutes before his speech, and he was just awed. See, <laughs> he, he ran into a fucking pole. It was hilarious. Um, did a great job though. He did a great and job. So Josh, All I'm saying is did. that was our job was yes. to boy Streety, boy the rest of the boys, boy the rest of the wedding party, but give shit to to, to Sebo because he was dying inside. Yep. Um, and it was fucking hilarious to so watch. So was Josh. I did find Josh sitting in his car at one point in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, I, didn't, I don't actually know it. Practicing my speech. Yeah, but like, he also had like a room he could have practiced in. It was quite a, it was a hot, not a, not a small house we were in. Yeah, I understand that. Maybe had the aircon going. I don't know, Tom. Listen, I don't have an answer. I just, I mean, you're, it sounds like you're being a Josh apologist whilst a Seb critic. I'm saying they're both... They were both nervous as fuck. And I, and then I, I, the only thing Josh didn't do was go play tennis. But Streety and Seb both were like hitting balls with each other, trying to clear the air, while you, me, and Simeon here could just like lounging in the sun. Yep. Doing absolutely fuck all. Smoking cigars. Smoking cigars, listen to fucking Blink-182. That was it, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, Ed Al. Um, Silverchair as well, yep, I believe. Yeah, Silverchair. That's the fucking role to have. That's all I'm saying. It's the dream role. It's the role I was born to play. I'm fucking good at it. Oh, man, I'm think. great. No, that's I'm very good at like it. Like, if my job is to smoke cigars in the fucking sun and listen to Blink-182, like, that's my job. Yeah. I'm fucking best in class yeah, at elite. it. elite. I'm elite. Elite. And, oh. and everyone just bring it, you know, like, 
Oh, you know what would make this a little bit better? This. Oh, you know what? Over beers. Let's get some seltzers. You know what we should do? Let's have some cigars. Who's on the music? Oh, now it's Blink-182. Mm. It's all of us boy-boyers coming together in perfect unison just to make a great day, if for no one else but ourselves. Well, But hopefully for the groom as well. Well, if the groom wants to get involved, that's fine. We're over here boy and the boys. But, yeah. like, you know, we're, at, at least at least know this. We've cultivated a safe and enjoyable space over here you that wanna, you can come in and out of. Yeah. Now, if you're dying of nerves and you don't know your speech and you've, you've retreated to your car or you're fucking serving tennis balls to no one, <laughs> that's fine. Yes. But if you want to get involved in this world we've created, that we've refined... That's fucking unbelievable. It's free as well. You can come in. Yeah. It is free. It's free. No charge. No charge. No, no door cover. No door cover. No charge. The beers are cold. The seltzers are cold. The cigars are hot. Yeah. And the conversation is friendly and welcoming. Yeah. If and, not. And also and Hickey's just, he's just, he's on music and he's delivering. Yeah. He's playing a fucking, one of the great roles here. Yep. So just know that. That's what we provided. And I just want to give Tom and I a pat on the back for doing such a good job. Yeah, thank you. That's really nice of you to do that. Now, as groomsmen as well, what we had to do is to look particularly attractive <laughs> at the top of the aisle. Yes. Eye candy. Yep. We were basically eight hot gentlemen, eight pieces of candy. Yeah, eight, eight fine pieces of ass. Yeah, standing at the top of the race. Yes. Yes. Uh, as the aisle meets where street's standing and then it's just like, you know, especially because as is tradition with brides, they like to fuck around for a while before they come out. So you're up there for maybe 25 minutes before you see any action. Well, they like fucking around. So they're like, get there at 3.30 for a 4 o'clock start. 4 o'clock start's not a 4 o'clock start. It's 4.30, sometimes 4.45, you yeah. know. Can, they can really push it out. That's I'm not blaming the bride. No, that's here. on them. It's this their day. This, it's, Carly can do whatever she wants her yeah. day. She looked gorgeous, day. by the way. She did. She looked great. But, you know, you've got to understand that with that, now that you've, you're armed with that information, punters and dribblers, in case you haven't been to a wedding, it's a fucking, it's a long, it can be a long 30 minutes. Yeah. And it's your job then to really fucking motivate the men, mm. you know? And to look hot. And to look hot. You've got you to get some songs going, I think helps. Just some fucking little tunes going. Some little sayings going. You gotta, you gotta run an eye over the groom from time to time, dude. It's like catch crush shit. You know, like uh, sporting teams have got things that will anchor them in, like you know what's required for a performance. So whether it's like a motto, slogan, yeah, something, yeah, I'm day, Hame day, yeah. So like game day, but Hame but day. Hame day. I'm day. He's Hamish, so it's Hame day. I'm day. And he really got a lot out of that. He did. Oh, you, mate. Listen, he hasn't said this, but I, I feel like I'm in a position to make assumptions, Tom. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he gets through that wedding without without that sort of catch cry. No, no, he doesn't. Now, something else, and this was only maybe a slightly added element for myself, where nerves were just even minusculely present, was that my lovely wife Stephanie was the celebrant. Mm. Now, I had the utmost faith in her, but I knew she was nervous, so then I was nervous for her. But then when she got up there, dude, like, metaphorically speaking, because I can confirm not the owner of a penis, but she was swinging her dick around. She was. She was swinging it around. She couldn't, like, I was like, I don't, I th like, 
you, for someone who's like nervous, you don't look nervous at all. Like I, I was trying to see the nerves. Couldn't see it. Couldn't see a nerve. You couldn't see him. Couldn't see a nerve. She told you about her nerves. I just couldn't see. You couldn't see him. Gets up there, swing, swings a metaphorical hog, and does a great job. Mm. Um, it's a nice touch having a celebrant who's a friend. Yes. She's not a celebrant, but she was a friend, She's pretending a friend. to be a celebrant. Yeah. That's all it is. Which it's is way worse and way less awkward than a celebrant who's pretending to be your friend. Exactly. And you're like, you're not my fucking friend. Like, exactly. Stop telling stories you've never heard of. Stop pretending to be my friend because you're not my friend. You're not my friend. You're not, you're not, you're not my friend. I you, think that's way more uncouth than having a friend pretend to be a celebrant. Because you know what? If you were a friend, I wouldn't be paying you. But you're making me pay you, so... You make, yeah, but not as that you, you're making me pay you handsomely. Yeah. And I, the way you're telling these stories is wigging me out. You don't really Because get you don't get them, but you're, you're making it sound like you do, and you're, you're saying it in a way which is, quite frankly, unsettling me. I don't know. Like, apparently, you're like, if you're a celebrant, you can get up, like, 1500 bucks for, like, a day. What kind of, like, training or accreditation... It takes, like, a year, dude. A no, celebrant. but I don't know whether... Well... You've got to know the ways of love. Yeah, but so, like, I think the way that it works in a situation with Steph, who's not a trained celebrant, shock horror, and I assume what you guys would have done with Harriet, who wasn't one. Correct. So, like, you just go to a registry and get that fucking done, like, no, no, no. officially yeah, done. Yeah, but after. Dave was saying, what training does a celebrant, an actual celebrant, need oh, really? to do? Well, I was also wondering what, or what Steph had to do Yeah, to she did nothing. Oh, okay. Because so, then you go somewhere afterwards. Like, so where we got married during COVID was just a registry, right? Yeah. It's like, so I, sh- or did, you, did, you, did you go to a registry? No, we got it. We got a, someone to come to your house. We got a celebrant to come. And do it officially. But do it officially because we did it at stands. And she just came and did the paperwork. Who? The celebrant. We got a celebrant. So Stan, Ella's grandfather. Oh, couldn't sorry. come to the wedding. We, sorry, did it, so yeah, we did it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is nitty gritty stuff, boring stuff, but whatever. She came over and just does the paperwork. Yeah. You can get like the lowest form of celebrant paperwork me out. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, handle yeah, it all. Yeah. I don't want to fucking... Yes. I can't be fucked. No, I'll sign this and then I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> anyway. Sure. Um, but the fuck, the wedding was so good. Streety's house and barrel. Lovely, you know, garden vibes. Big old marquee. Um, speeches phenomenal food phenomenal vibes phenomenal I will say given that you know Eddie and I were just boys of boys on this day you might have expected maybe like a mention from you know in the maybe someone says a story that you were present for or you know Jarchi was talking about how we all used to live together and you get like just a mention at some point which is to be expected nothing crazy obviously because it's not our day. <laughs> but when Mr. Street, Streety's dad, Kenno, was given a yarn, he's talking about golf. We had some golf on one of Streety's many bucks parties. In fact, it might have been the second one. And out of nowhere, Kenno brings me and Eddie up in conversation. <laughs> We're like, hold on a second, Ken, what the fuck? We didn't have anything. What, 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 what could we possibly have to do with this? Anyway... We did play golf with Keno during Streety's second bucks and he comes out and starts talking about how well I was playing. Yeah. He and said I, I was an absolute demon. I'm yeah. like, I don't remember this. Yeah. And, and then with the moment he said that, I, my alarm bells start ringing. I go, okay. What's this? Because this, this I played with Tom that day and he was fucking dog shit. Well, as I wasn't was dog I. shit. I wasn't as bad as you. He, I wasn't he made He made out like you were an absolute star. He described me as a demon. Yeah. So... Which couldn't have been more inaccurate. Well, no, that was it. Was maybe just, just ever so slightly exaggerated. 
completely and utterly exaggerated. But like, but what, but what I could tell was happening was he was setting up a drive-by. Yep. A drive-by. A drive-by on my good self. A gangland killing, if you will. Now, listen, was it necessary? Was well, it completely unexpected? As it sure. continued, what it was is, and Ken didn't come down the last shower, punters, drillers, he's seen many a winter, <laughs> and he knows a fucking wheat-gutted dog when he sees one. <laughs> and he basically made the point, which I didn't hear anyone sort of uh, challenge on the evening, certainly not I, that basically after the first tee-off, when Eddie shanked the fuck out of it, he started being like, oh, my back, my back's a bit sore, I don't know. Like, it was excuses at 10 paces from the second we started. And Keno saw through it. Keno saw through it and felt like it was the right time in the middle of a speech to his son and daughter-in-law mm. to just quickly go, by the way, Tom's really good at golf, Eddie's a dog. Yeah. And it was like, that was that basically was paraphrasing. That's not yeah. exactly what he said. But Given Keno wasn't playing golf with us when we started, it's sort of, you know, didn't make a whole lot of nah, sense. Nah, because he knows, dude. But, you know, listen, he basically accused me of having shaggers back, which mm. I couldn't dispute. Um, <laughs> and we moved on with our lives. Mm. But it was a good drive-by by Keno because it was just, it was brutal. It was honest. Got me square between the eyes. Yep. Came from absolutely nowhere, as all drive-bys tend to do. Well, it's the, 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 the surprise attack is the most effective. If you knew a drive-by was coming, you wouldn't be walking the streets. You wouldn't be there. Would you? If you know the whole, it's the, it defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose. You wouldn't be strolling the streets if you knew you were going to get a fucking drive-by. No, well, I wouldn't be. No. Well, listen, if you did, knowing there was a drive-by and then you got driven by, that's on you. Well, it's on you. Well, it's also means you're, you're fucking half an idiot. Yes. Well, three quarters, in it. Three quarters, maybe. Three quarters, maybe. <laughs> anyway, fucking speeches were terrific. Wedding was terrific. Vibe was terrific. Weekend was terrific. Can I? Can I? But you got to pay a toll for big weekends. You do. Can I? Can I um, tell you a, a truth about that night? The wedding night. Yeah. Daddy spewed. <laughs> Did ya? you? You're starting to get a bit of a fucking track record, mate. What do you mean? No, I'm not. Well, that's fucking. You're spewing a lot. What, when the hell else have I done it? When we went to Brookie. Not not last week, punter. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> not last week. That was excitement got the best of you then. Once. Yes. Like, twice in six months. Not great. Yeah, fuck, that's okay. Not great. Nah, that's all right. The one at Brookie was because I was actually just, like, feeling unwell. Right. As opposed to it being, like, a, you need to get... To be honest, both of them were that. They were both, like, daddy-induced. I made the decision to bring about... I'm now remembering this. Yeah. You were, you were going like this to me. I was trying to make I was like, happen. what are you fucking... Uh, what are you what I was doing was saying that my... Listen, I've said this before, and the weekend was just another reminder... That I literally have one of the great gag reflexes of all time, as in like control of it. I couldn't. I was trying to get. I was trying to get my some guy and. So you, you, but you're suggesting that you could. Mate, you know, if my duty fingers, called, you could. I don't want to be crass here, right? We're a, we're we're a, we're a very you know upstanding podcast. We like to keep it pretty. Um, I don't know, respectful. I could have. My fingers could have come poking out my ass. My hand was so far down my throat. Yeah, so you could have handled Mandingo. That's what you're saying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> it took me ages. 
like a couple of goes. I'd have to go away, come back, and go, all right. Because we had to get a bus home. I was like, mate, I don't want to feel like this on a bus home. No, fuck that, mate. You know what I mean? Not in a bus. There's enough room around Streets property for me to just nip off into a bit of bloody bushland and get to work. But it took a couple of tries. Anyway, it didn't make me feel any better the next day. Hasn't made me feel any better today. But the night was still good. When I saw you leaving yesterday from the recovery, which I was late to because I was fucked, you look like you've been hit by a bus. When I got up, I was pumped. I was happy. This was great, really, you know, whatever. Then it was get to the recovery. Couple of things, couple of key decisions, or key factors that fucked my recovery. I knew I was going to have to leave, which was sweet, but it sort of, it makes it hard to enjoy too much when you're going to get in the car and drive back to Sydney. But it was wardrobe. I wore pants and I wore that heavy fucking T-shirt and it was hot and I was sweating my ass off from the moment. Why'd you wear pants? Hung over and making silly decisions. That's all. Not thinking. Just like, we got to get out of the house. And then once we were there, not a shitload of seating, not a shitload of sunshade. So I'm standing a lot of the time. My voice, I don't know if you've been able to pick up on it yet, punters, dribblers, but my voice, not as good as you might hope for a Monday when your job is to talk. And it was even worse yesterday. And just not being able to talk, or like when people are talking to you and you're already feeling like behind the eight ball and not being able to actually converse properly, it takes a lot of fucking effort. Your voice will just cut out sometimes. Mm. Like it's not even just testing, it'll just like, and say, Yeah, if you're weak, yeah. Well, you wouldn't know. It's not weak. It's just about <laughs> vocal cords. I assume this is vocal cords. They're just strained. Anyway. By the time you got there, I was on the way out and I was like, I don't even want to fucking talk to anyone. I was trying to hide from parents and shit. Like, I just wanted to walk out to the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I'm like, all right, mate. Yeah. Off your trot. Yeah. But that's our life story, punters and dribblers. Thanks that's for listening story. in. Um, Cheers. Thank you. We'll that's see you on Thursday. Bye-bye. Punters and dribblers podcast, always brought to you by Ned's. We shout out our good friends at Ned's. They bring you about even the number one betting show on planet Earth. The betting show, all other betting shows, try to copy. That's right. If you were only listening to this, Eddie was... Doing a Hamish Street doing suck Doing a Hamish Street degeneration. <laughs> suck it across his uh, joints. Oh, he's good. Uh, he is very shout good. Shout out to Hamish. Not part of the shout raid. Just a shout out to him. If you were following along on the Ned's profiles this week, you would have seen me hitting civilian bets. You would have seen Tobler hitting civilian bets. We don't want you to follow Tobler. In fact, we want you to unfollow Tobler. But Ned's is where you go if you like to have a punt. Thank you to Ned's again, once again, for supporting everything we do here at Hello Sport. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, some of you will be like, Oi, fuck, your Photoshop's getting pretty good, man. Oi, your Photoshop's getting pretty fucking good, man. Oi, fucking Tobler's getting pretty good at fucking Photoshop, man. Man. Oi, man. Man, he's getting pretty good, fucking man. Photoshop, man. Nah, man, dude. Man, he's getting pretty good, Whilst man. Whilst that is true and that Photoshop, which we've never used, is pretty good, at Hello Sport headquarters. Which we've never used. Which we've never used. But obviously you're always, you want to be prepared. It's like, you know, just because you haven't shot a gun doesn't mean you can't shoot a gun. We can Photoshop very well. We never Photoshopped. But we certainly didn't Photoshop us. Front and centre in the Manly Seagulls team photo. That was at the request of the club that we came down. Personal request. Insistence almost, Tom. Yeah. I think insistence is probably the word I'd use. Yep. They insisted we come 
to Brookvale on production day, mm-hmm. Manly's production day. Content day, production day. Shake hands, kiss babies, fucking just be around the club. Well, listen, we've been talking about Boy and the Boys and it's probably the right time to announce it. I feel like we kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit with all that boy-boy rhetoric regarding the wedding, Eddie. But what that was about was us being officially unveiled as the 30th, basically in the top 30. Listen, we're in the top 30 contracted players at the club. Obviously, I'm under no illusions that I won't be playing, but I, my role is simply, and Tom's role, is to boy the boys. I don't know, like most successful rugby league clubs will have at least two players in their top 30 that will never lace up a boot, never take the field, but they are purely boy-boying signings. They're boy-boys, and obviously the importance of the boy-boy historically is well documented. Well, it's about boy and boys. It's about boy and boys. It's about getting the boys up and well and truly boyed because boyed boys perform better. It's yep. as simple as that, but you need dedicated boyers of boys. And that's to get what boys boyed. That to get the boys boyed. And that's what Tom and I do. And we're contracted because we're worth a fucking, we're worth a, a, we're worth a bit of money. Yes. You know Jeez. what I mean? Cheddar. And obviously Vickies. Peter Volandis, um, along with the fucking NRL and the RLPA, have decided, although they've fucking gone through their shit now, they've decided at a point in the past that boy boys must get the minimum. Yes. Which no. is 120. Listen, the only thing that the ARL Commission and the RLPA are in agreement on at the moment is that boy boys are essential. Essential. And the boy boys have value and the boy boys and their worth needs to be respected. Yeah. That's that part of the CBA has been fucking. Well, it's ironclad, Tom. That's been ticked off. It's ironclad. So obviously, as, as the official boys of the boys, we get down there. We're next to Sebes, Tony Sebes. Listen, the Turbos, Cherry. Did we have? Did we have? Did we have a? Did we have a nice conversation with Tony Sebes? Yeah, we did. Broke bread, we cuddles, broke bread. kisses, handshakes, talking tactics, Snake. Fuck, it was good to see Snake. I feel like it was the first time Snake's really acknowledged that we exist. And much to his right, to be honest, a moment sooner would have been completely unnecessary. Well, Tom, listen, he's royalty, right? Yeah. The prince yep. of Brookvale yep. implies royalty. And you don't you don't go up unannounced... To the snake. to the, and, and push yourself on a prince. You don't force yourself on a prince. The prince comes to you. You yep. never force yourself on a prince. The prince comes to you and he extends his hand. Correct which we experienced at production day. We shot the shit with the Prince. Talk tactics. As talk. We, look, we dropped into tactic talk pretty quick with everyone there. Just in terms of like, when you are boying the boys, you just want to know how the boys are going so you know, I guess, how much to boy, or how much to pull back on it. Well, we, do I boy in this area? Do, do I boy in that area? The, yeah. the, the, the art of boying is not black and white, puns and jubilers. It's, it's many shades of grey. Yep. And you need to know where to, uh, you know, apply, apply some pressure. And woo up. Apply pressure, woo up. Bum taps here. Sack crutch grabs there. there. Crutch grabs. Pat yeah. on the back. I don't know whether, like, I don't know whether this is intentional or, like, if it's a flex. It's rugby league. But Ruben Garrick, of stumbling into sort of the main thoroughfare area, shirtless towards the end of the day, mm. as a throng of seabirds, cheerleaders are all getting around. Mm. Look, he said it wasn't intentional. He's like, oh, the massage room's over here. I'm like, dude. Listen. You look too hot for that to be a mistake, buddy. Sorry. Listen, I'm, uh, it's, it's fine, Ruben. Like, you are fucking gorgeous. Yeah. You're allowed to work. You're allowed to walk around with no clothes on. Yes. 
In fact, it's encouraged. it's encouraged. Now, I know for good fucking reason, like, I know where the massage and physio rooms were. They were downstairs. They went upstairs. No, they went upstairs. Now, listen, you might be able to try and pull the wool over our eyes. Well, you'd think you could. And go, listen, oh, you know, come up with some fucking wishy-washy excuse. Listen, <laughs> we were given a fucking, ex- we were given a tour. So I know exactly where the physio rooms were. They were downstairs near the pool. Yeah. You were upstairs looking fucking gorgeous, looking absolutely... Fuckable. <laughs> rootable. And Respectfully, of course. I just want you to know that you shouldn't feel uncomfortable no, for dude. wanting to fucking flash a hot piece of ass around. Yeah. There's a couple of things that You're a shower. You are well, he's a shower and a grower. What a combination. Is that coming through nice? So there will be some building that you'll need to contend with, punters and dribblers. We make no apologies for it because we didn't book him in and no one told us. Tobler will try and edit it out, and if he doesn't, you'll know that he's not up to the, not up to scratch. <laughs> um, now, back to Manly. Back to Manly. Back to us. Back to us in the club. Look, you know what was nice, Eddie, was that the the players, uh, you know, they didn't know we were coming, and it was like the smile, bringing smiles to faces. Yeah. When they see us walk in there, and just the the big toothy grins we were getting from all the boys that coming up greeting us hugging us you know like fuck we missed you guys where have you been brad parker you know like brad's brad's someone that i just fucking got a lot of time for just a just a funny cunt yeah he's a funny cunt he's also a big cunt he's a he is a big cunt. thick cunt but he's a cunt <laughs> he's a cunt that knows what what he's about yeah. and what he offers and what he brings. Yeah. And they're all really well mannered and, and polite as well. Like Sebo, obviously we brought in someone who is from he was he was technically behind enemy lines because he's a Penrith fan slash Rabbitohs fan slash who's who's favourite fan. Slash who won the comp last year. Yeah, yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he they were all very respectful and you know, like shaking his hand, introducing themselves, even though they know this guy's just, he stunk like a fucking turncoat. Yeah. They still took the time to be respectful. Yeah. Look, I know you can't smell, but I've, to- as I've told you before, turncoats reek. I can, you know, I can, some things you can smell with your eyes. Yeah. And that guy smelt like a turncoat. Like, I can smell Dave from here. Easy. I'm not, I'm not even looking at him, I can smell him. Exactly. You know he's there immediately because yeah. you yeah. can smell him. Yeah. Reeks of it. Now, Sebo obviously was walking around Brookvale reeking of, turn, of trader turncoat, fucking, yeah. like, you know, picks a side on, on a mood sort of guy. Mm. Um, but that didn't bother the boys. They couldn't have been nice. They couldn't have been more respected, respectable to him. We did, in our sort of um, tour of the, of the facilities notice a couple of areas where we felt like we could make improvements where we could add value where to we the can club add value to greater the club. than just the boying of boys and again that's the role of a boy boyer you just it's you don't just leave it to the boying of boys You're like how can i leave a mark how can i provide value for the club outside of my role i'm going to go above and beyond my pay grade here mm. to provide value because one percenters it's about the one percenters now if i walk into the fucking the change rooms, and I notice not a change room into the the, the, the players lounge. players lounge, and I you know and I eye out the situation, notice where improvements can be made, make mental fucking notes, Tom. Listen, we went in there with um, Jake. Jake, well, no, I know. I was just thinking about a, a an appropriate way to describe him. 
sweetest man on earth slash toughest man on earth who we did so everyone knows punish jewelers we did ask him to snap me in half eddie had a bad back couldn't do it i was asked to snap that he's too nice he didn't he want said to do no it. he said no which is his right but he did say he no. said i'd rather not but yeah. i did put myself in the position in the line of fire for no you did a snapping no you did you did you did yeah, anyway we went in there we were doing a bit of content and we're with jake in there now the first thing we noticed in the players lounge was that the Manly Seagulls players are working with a PlayStation 4. Now, if you do have a PlayStation 4, that's not a knock on you. But if you're a professional rugby league side and you have a PS4 and not a PS5, you are most likely the Tigers or the Dragons. It's not good enough for our club. It's not good enough for our boys. L- so Listen, at the end of the day, you say the centre of excellence is unbelievable. We've it's excellent. It's excellent. Centre of Excellence is excellent. We've made a decision as a club and as a community to go, listen, our time at Narrabeen in the demandables, although fruitful from a how-to-win comps perspective, you've got to get on with life. You've got to keep moving forward. You've got to professionalise. And that PS4 reeked of, of demandable days. Yeah. So Tom and I have made a promise to the club. Well, it's a, it's a commitment to the club. And, and one that I'm prepared to repeat here today... We will be getting the club of PS5. Well, it's already being it's already being ordered as we speak. PS5, it's coming. Now, there's a second thing that we would like. Well, there's a couple of things, and obviously, this is hopefully going to get back to the player, the playing cohort more specifically, the higher ups. But here is what we would like: the decision makers. The decision makers. Now, it doesn't matter. The PS5's coming, so sign sealed, delivered. It's en route, but. The couch, one couch in that room. It's a two-man. It's a two-man, maybe. It's a two It's two rugby league men. It's maybe three squishy pussies like us. But, like, Taniel Paseca takes that thing up. Well, it's... Holy and it's, solely it's, with yeah, his thighs. It's a, it's a one-man. It's a one-man for Taniella. Now, that couch... Look, the couch can go, and we've got couches to replace them. Now, you made, we, we made the offer there and then said, we want to... This isn't us just, like, trying to offload council clean-up couches. These are very good couches, punters and dribblers. We got them for the about-even set. They didn't work. We basically bought them uh, as an impulse buy and thought, we'll build the set around them. Didn't work. Vintage, antique, 1960s couches. A five-seat modular, Tom. It's a five-seat modular. It's a five-seat modular. It's it's fucking glorious. It's velvet. satin, velvet, red, or well, maroon, maroon specifically. It'll suit the fucking room to the to a T. To a T. It's the right color. It's the right size. It's the right quality. And although you might say to yourselves, "Well, you two dickheads are just trying to get rid of couches you can't sell," to which I would say, "Bullshit." No, not true. Not true at all. Not we've true. Been, we've had we've had countless offers. And, and still open to more, but we do want to give them to Manly. That's but sh- but we sharing is caring. That's what I was taught. Well, listen, I don't think, Eddie, let me paint a picture. You walk into the Manly Players Lounge and you see a PS5, probably with our faces on it. We can't rule that out. You then see... Five-seat modular. Five-seat modular, maroon, in velvet, 1960s restored antique couch. Yep. You then... Turn around to look at the door, which is open inward, so you can see the front of the door, and you see that you are in the Manly Seagulls slash Hello Sport Players Lounge, or 
or the Hello the Sport Memorial Players Lounge. The Hello Sport Memorial Players Lounge is, I think, what we settled on. Mm. Also, if you want to get really classy, you've got the built-in radio built into the modular playing Hello Sport. Hello Sport. Mm. Or highlights from Manly's various fucking grand final victories. The choice is yours. Now, is that a world, and I'm talking to the players here, in which you'd want to live in? Because that that world that we've just explained is so fucking close. All you gotta do is reach out and touch yeah, it. Yeah, you do. And and the for those of you who are just listening to this going, fuck, what do these couches look like? If you're watching the YouTube, you will have already seen them because Tobler, in his infinite wisdom, will have already put the photos into the shot. Oh, the five-piece module. Yeah, five-piece module. 1960s, <laughs> velvet restored couch. Um, so listen, PS5 is coming. The couch, that's still up in the air, but we would obviously cover all transportation and installation costs of the couch. That's right. We don't want players carrying it upstairs. We'll get some fucking weapon removalists. Best in the business, best in class. Best in the business, best in class. That's Damn what we'll get. All. all you need to do is say yes. All to you need to yes do is to say yes. Say yes to a, to a better future. Yep. Be bold enough. Be brave enough. Be smart enough, quite frankly, mm. to say yes to a better future. Reach out with the okay. Yeah. And we will have them delivered that day yeah now unless it's late in the day then well listen technically we just we won't commit to a specific day just let us know and it'll be done within the week give us a week lead times fucking delivery eddie's got a ute though we could ferry it all across in one day but we i mean he getting in the team photo eddie which we can confirm was not photoshopped next to the big dicks of the club it wasn't that it was a realization of a lifelong dream as much because I've never really allowed myself to dream, a of, dream of being in the fucking team photo of the Seagulls. You don't dream that you dream. You don't dream that dream because it doesn't seem like it's one that's possible, you know? But, yes, we are now officially in the Seagulls side. So, like, I don't know what the fuck to, to make of that. Like, dreams... Dreams, dreams can come true. Even if they weren't dreams to begin with. Dreams can come true. Now, this DCE had his fucking hand on me. Yeah, yeah he did. Was, was I yelling out? Yeah. Was I yelling out? Fuck Peter Peters every time the cameraman kept going. Three, two, one, smile. Yeah, I was. Was and it I received? It. Was it received with raucous fucking raucous laughter? Yeah, yeah, it was. Are we in the top thirty? Yeah, we are. Are we in the fucking club? Are we literally part of the club now? Yes. Yes, we are. So make it that way you will. Shout out to all the boys for making us feel welcome. Yep. We're like brothers now. We are all of us. And Benny and Manly for getting us in. The inner sanctum. Tell you what, the gym looks good. That looks like a premiership winning gym. Yep. Boys are in there shifting tin. Dude. There's something that's a sight to behold watching fucking really hot men just move tin. Schuster looking every bit of 15 kilos lighter. Jason Saab returning from a knee. He's a statue, Jason Saab. He's fucking huge. Big, big boy. Huge. Josh Schuster looked incredible. Just just letting you know. And the mood was high, man. Everyone really was high. in a good mood. I haven't seen a mood better. I haven't seen a better mood. No, it was a good mood. High mood. Great mood. That's manly. And everyone loves Seabold. That's manly. Yeah. They love him. They actually do. Um, but back to rugby league. Firstly, 
And this is an ad, but it's more about my erection that I can't control. Trial Rugby League starts on Thursday, exclusive to KO. And then Manly playing Friday night. All trials exclusive on KO. That's fucking terrific news, Tom. Dude, Rugby League, trials may they be, but it's back. What time does Manly play on Friday? Do we know? We're going to be in Perth, so it's... It's 8pm here time. So so. 5pm. Oh, no. Whoops. Oh, terrific. What a great way to set up. That's when the press conference would be finished. In our press conference... And yeah. then straight into a pub, into watch this. Manly, then straight into dinner. Correct. Because we're going to Perth for the UFC this weekend, which I'm horny about. We'll get to that. But rugby league's back. Rugby league's back, baby. Start working yourselves into a stupor. Rugby league is back, thanks to KO. Thanks to KO. Fucking available KO. KO. You know what else is on KO and available and coming back very soon on this specific date? Maybe Thursday? Test cricket. It's the ninth. When's the, it's the ninth. What day is it Thursday. today? Thursday. Six, six today. So Eddie in Perth, just 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 listen to this for a second, punters and dribblers. Thanks. Well, that was stuttering. Yeah. Whilst we're in Perth, Test cricket, Manly Seagulls, All Stars clash, and then finish it with Volk beating the fuck out of Islam, which we've also got a party with Islam coming out later this week. One of the great sporting weekends all time. Yeah. Thursday before we go, you wet the whistle with fucking with Test cricket and rugby league trials and rugby league trials. Then you also get the next day, the press conference for, for UFC two eight four. Plus you get fucking another trial or trials. Trials Plus too. you get more rugby league. I mean, you get more fucking Test cricket against India. Maybe smudges on two hundred night. Like who knows yet? Who knows yet? Saturday trials cricket and all stars wa- and weigh in and all stars Sunday cricket. Trials, fucking UFC two eight four in the morning. Like, you want to crank it this weekend? This is the fucking weekend to do it, passenger yeah. dribblers. Yeah, and it's all on KO. So whoever told you, and we've been taught this as young children, that February there's no sport on. It's bullshit. Well, not anymore. Not Since anymore. we've been basically kicking up a stink about it, you can thank us for getting February back into some work. This is one of the great February fucking weekends ever. It, in the history of man. Yeah. And we have a lot to do with it. We have everything to do with it. Yeah. We are responsible for it. Yep. We power broke at it. We pushed, we pulled, we cried, we whined, we dined. We 69 And now February's good again, which is nice. But, so, can you, what are the trial games? Like, who's playing who? Uh, yeah, so Thursday night is Warriors-Tigers at six. Must watch. As well as Knights and Sharks. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's Thursday night. Then Friday night is Knights and Sharks, 5.55 kickoff, and then Bunny Seagulls. Um, Saturday is Penrith versus Parramatta, I believe. Hang on, I'm going to get it up on the screen. This will make it easier. Uh, yeah, Penrith, Parramatta at six. And then uh, Dragons versus St. Helens. St. Helens. Ah, I forgot that. St. Helens largely known as the Dragons of the Super League just because of the way they look. And they're Saints. 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 But better. And then, uh, well, that's... Those ones are after the All-Stars game, which I believe is like afternoon, evening for us because it's in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Auckland? So then might that be like super early for us? It's only a couple... Oh, yeah, because we'll be in Perth. It'll it, be five hours earlier. I it's 3.45pm kickoff. Oh, fuck. 3.45pm. So it'll be Our 10. time, yeah. So it'll be 12.45pm. 
Oh, so, oh, so three forty-five for New South Wales. Yeah, so it'd be so it be less three. 12. So it'd be twelve forty-five p.m. Well, that's good. Press conference at Wayne's over. So this is Saturday. Wayne's are in the morning. There's again, races on as well. Again, it's perfect. Dude, there's ponies on. Yeah, it's perfect. There's ponies on every Saturday. I know, but it's just I forgot to mention that there will also be ponies on. Yes. Whilst we're getting into our work. Yeah, it's 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 like it's set up so fucking perfectly that. It almost feels like I'm in a dream. Yeah. Jarch also coming with us. Jarch is coming with us. A dear friend. Our friends, I'm, the alpha blokes, will be over there. They will be. I'm like, I'm... Listen, this is how fucking excited I am for this weekend. Usually if I've had a huge weekend, the thought of another big weekend wigs me out. Actually, I'm not wigged out at all. No. I'm foaming at the mouth. Yeah. I want to swim in... I've never been to West Australia. I want to swim in that shark-infested water. Actually, probably a bad time to mention that. I think someone literally just got killed. But... Yeah. I want to swim in that water. Beach day. You want to go to the beach for a day? Not for a whole day. There's a lot on. We're, we're shadow guys now, you know, we're shade. I just want to get in there, bit of sun, get in the cool, whatever ocean that is, and then get out. The Indian. Indian. Although some people are of the belief that it's just one world ocean. I'm also of that belief. As opposed to like, well, that's actually not that ocean, that's a different ocean. Let's not divide. Well, the water is connected. Correct. All of it. So I'm probably camp global ocean. Yeah. But for... It helps to to orient yourself. It does. It does. It does. You could just say the ocean off the coast of Western Australia. Lots, lot longer though. Yeah, it is. But then again, Indian Ocean could also be off the coast of Africa. Is that... They have Indian? Yes. Yeah. So It's the ocean between the two. Yes. So you'd need to be a little more specific. Indian Ocean. But the eastern coast of South Africa, not the western coast. Correct. So you got to get super specific. Now, listen, I don't think it. I bet you didn't think you were going to get one of the fucking great geography lessons no. all the time, but really, here really you are. Nice ocean yarn. Now, we've also got storm roosters on Sunday, raiders, dogs, uh, and then cows, uh, fish, and then broncos, titans round out the weekend. That's good. That's good. So I think we've got nine games off the top of the dome, Tom. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Uh, ten? One, two, three. Oh, 10. 10, the with the, 10 with the All-Stars. 10 games of rugby league football starting Thursday, ending Sunday. Well, 11 if you count the women's All-Stars match. There you go. 11 games. 11. 11. All available on KO, baby. You're um, welcome. Did you hear about Nelson Asafa Solomona being ruled out of the All-Stars? Yeah, what happened? Uh, it was a dog bite suffered on New Year's Eve. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but that's why he hasn't been able to be at preseason training and he's had stitches and surgery on the bite. Oh. Um, yeah, d- like dog and cats can actually like fuck, their mouths are fucking gross. So like, yeah. If they get in there. I got Did bitten he- by a dog running around Centennial once. It was a little fluff ball piece of shit and I was like, it was just running after me. Someone didn't have it on the lead. Nipped mm. me on the ankle. I wanted to kick it into a tree, but I didn't because I showed restraint. But... The lady whose dog it was, and then subsequently my mum or my mother-in-law were like, you should really go and get that checked out. Did you get it checked out? No, I didn't. Admin. Admin. But imagine if I didn't. Well. Great. Okay, so thank you for that story, Tom. Well, it could have been Nelson or Sofa Solomon. It could have been, but it wasn't. You'd take it seriously, as evidenced by Nelson. But not evidenced by you. Mm -mm. Because you didn't take it seriously and nothing happened. Yes, but look, that could (laughs) have been the dog. I assume I'd I'd be shocked if Nelson... 
a sofa Solomon surrounds himself with fluffy little shit dogs. <laughs> well, you say that, but there's a great paragraph in this article from stuff.co.nz, which reported this. It says, the Storm Ford owns four dogs, a Siberian Husky, a Staffordshire Pitbull Terrier, and two Dachshunds, but it's not known which pooch delivered the bite. See, Dachshunds aren't little fluffball. Like, they're novelty because they're like sausage dogs, right? Mm. Whereas little fluffball, and they're cute, they're cuddly, but they're like, you're a fucking, you're a teddy come to life. Yes. You're a convert, yeah, convertals and yeah. shit. You're teddy bears. I get that. And I'm not knocking them, but like... I'm not knocking them either, but you yeah. know what we're saying. All you're trying to say, Tommy, if I'm reading between the lines, is you don't feel like you could get rabies from a convertal. Correct. That's and I also saying. think that rugby league players themselves, a la Jai Arrow's dogs, are usually incredibly intimidating animals. Just visually. Like, they may be trained well, but it's like a staffy. I had a staffy growing up, love them. But a staffy you don't know could fuck you up. Staffies like punching on. Yeah. It's in their nature to punch on. Husky, not so much, but they're a bigger dog. And I'm sure that they would have punched on back when they were just like wolves or whatever. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Pre-domestication. Pre-domestication. Uh, well, I don't think there would... I don't... Most dogs... All dogs come from like one wolf or mm. a couple of species of yeah. wolf. So yeah, they would have all like punching on. Yeah, but, but including huskies, the cavoodle. I wonder if the husky closer to the wolf because it still looks closer to the wolf. Couldn't answer that. No, you couldn't. Couldn't no. answer that, Tom. Not important. No, it's not. Not important. Now. All stars. Now the biggest rugby league story, which for some reason we've taken way too long to get to. Well, that's where I was like, okay. Let's, let's drop the dogs and get into the fucking yeah, right, brew. Yeah, yeah, the brew haha. You want to talk about punching on, allegedly. Slash seems like it's a bit of a storm in a fucking teacup. Uh, uh, slash seems like they weren't punching on it at all. No, Latrell and Jackie Boy Whiten of Good Mates at Jackie Boy's 30th. Fine. Fine. <laughs> punching on, allegedly, outside of it on the street, arrested by coppers, resisting arrest by coppers. Like, was this in Canberra? These coppers seem like the biggest bunch of gimps. Cops, not generally. These guys. AFP. AFP, because it's I Canberra. I think it's AFP in Canberra. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure it is. Now, listen, Couple we've talked about this. We've wrestling. talked about this before on this podcast. Sometimes good mates, Tom and I have done it, need to just fucking throw the weight around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get some of that testosterone out of the system. These boys, you've got to understand, it's been a long preseason. And sometimes they just need to get a bit out of them. They're also highly probably testosterone individuals right these guys are athletes these well, guys are finely tuned they are going to want to ex like assert themselves well the young someone. dumb and full of cum baby exactly like, we all know this mm. this is rugby league 101 yeah. young dumb and full of cum and if fucking jackie boy white on his 30th all right wants to show the old dog wanting to show the young pup a couple of new fucking tricks mm. i don't even know if that's the same not the point he goes come outside with me brah let's dance a little yeah You've been talking mad shit all night. Trell's meant to be staying at his house, mind you. That's real mates. Like, let's punch on and then I'll stay at your house. Well, he was. I think Trell and his partner were staying at Jackie Boy Wine's house. Well, they end up staying in the big house, but I know what you mean. Well, if they, but if they weren't in the big house, they would have stayed at each other's house. Yes. Well, he would have stayed at his house. Arguably a bigger house, given it's Canberra. Would have been a bigger, bigger yeah. house. Jackie's house, bigger than the big house. That's right. Saying. The big house, not that big. No, not in Canberra. I'm not compared to Jackie Boy's house. No, that's right. Now... Apparently, a lot of eyewitnesses going, mate, it was just a friendly wrestle. The coppers 
obviously fucking bored. Fuck all to do in Canberra. Nothing doing. Politicians are pissed all off that they're in Canberra generally. Behind closed doors. Annoyed that they're that they're fucking that this is other. what their life's become. Cop in Canberra. Canberra cops. Not a show anyone's looking to make. No. And they haven't made it and they won't make it. And we all know why. Have goes, okay, are there a couple of young are there some are there two thoroughbreds over there just just releasing some testosterone? Yeah. Let's go insert ourselves into the situation unnecessarily. Just two wild horses getting into it. Let's like let's like use five or six of us to fucking arrest one man. Like that, you know, mm. that seems necessary. Let's go overboard. Let's go overboard. What are we known for? Cops. Uh, and I'm not generalizing all, here. Not all yeah. statistically an Arresting indigenous people rather than no, no. I was going to say I wasn't going to say. I don't want to make it. I don't know if it's racial. I wasn't going to say that. All Mm. I was going to say is they could be. Sometimes they like going overboard. Yes, and that's what they've done. Seemingly, but I'm not making it racial because I don't know if it's racial. I didn't make it racial. A couple of boys just wrestling. Cops took it way too seriously. I don't think cops are like they're Aboriginal in wrestling. Could be wrong. I'm not. That wasn't the vibe. I'm not saying one way or the other. All I'm saying is they went overboard. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Went way overboard. It would say. If you've got someone screaming, you hurt my arm, like, just woo up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, y- you know what I mean? It's like, what are you getting out of this? If his arm's hurting, just woo up a bit. But, like, I also understand from a cop's perspective, if they truly thought that there was something, like, bad, that it's like, if I release this guy's arm, he's going to get out and fucking, you know? But I'm like, surely he's resisting arrest because you're, like, disappointed. He was handcuffed. Shoulder. Okay. He was already handcuffed. The incident between Latrell and Jack was nothing. They were just mates who had a bit of too much to drink mucking around, the player who declined to be named. But then cops came from everywhere. Shock, horror. About four of them jumped on the patrol. Too many people. Forced him to the ground, twisting his arms behind his back. Unnecessary. Wasn't resisting. He wasn't resisting and was screaming at them to just stop hurting him. It was very distressing to watch. Massive overreaction. Right. Okay. So... Overkill. I think in situations like this, the police should come up and they should just go, like, what is this, gentlemen? Is this just is this just an old-fashioned fucking brouhaha? Yeah. Like, is this the releasing of fucking testosterone, testosterone. From, from a couple of young bugs' bodies? Is that what this is? Because if it is, we're just, gonna, we're just going to watch. Yeah, we might watch, exactly. Like, Can we bet on it? Can we bet on it? I, I've always loved watching my mates wrestle. It's yes. fucking great sport. Yeah. And usually when you do watch your mates wrestle, you know who's going to win, and then every once in a while you get shocked. You, the world gets turned upside well, but down. Yeah, it's sometimes, and your smaller sometimes, mate takes it Sometimes you sit and then you're like, am I watching one of the great upsets all the time? Like Richard Casey, okay, one of the great wrestlers. Ollie Arch came from the clouds one day and had fucking Richard in a very, very compromising situation. <laughs> but the boa, that's his name. Richard. He, Richard, the boa, the constrictor, he just comes out of nowhere. Because there wasn't enough fucking mongrel in, in Oliver. He, yes. he dropped the fucking bag while he was well, it was ripe for the yeah, picking. Yeah, right. Richard comes over, overwhelms him. The boa still undefeated. Like Undefeated. That's what wrestling, your mate's wrestling provides. Yeah, yeah. And what and what was missed? An and, what, and, missed. What, and was missed by the police. Yeah. You have got two of the great rugby league footballers on the face of the earth, prepared to put on a show. Yeah, you got tickets to the fucking rock show, Front baby. Seat. Front seat. And you want to put them in a cell? Why are we arresting these? You're guys? on nosebleed wages. There's and you are fucking. You are on nosebleed wages, and you are ringside, yeah. baby. Ring. It doesn't side. seem right. These gentlemen are performers. They're showmen. 
And they're, they're entertainers, they're on a show. Tom. They always have been. Rugby league's not a sport. It's entertainment, mate. I wonder whether there's something that could be learnt from this because obviously it's an unfortunate situation. What are the learnings? Is it that we need to look at the way police are trained in this country from the very start? Do we need to give them stop nodding, Dave? Do we? <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> do, we, do we need to maybe get these men and women uh, of, the, of the police force across how to bet on street brawls? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do we give them sort of like a per diem that they are allowed to go out with of a night, cash in the wallet, and then it's like if you see a brawl and you and you manage to identify that this is nothing more than a brouhaha, mm. okay, sweet. Well, now you go and you unlock your per diem pocket wallet and you start fucking throwing money on the ground and, you know, betting on this thing. That's right. That's right. I don't see... That's healthy. It seems healthy to me. I got 50 on trail. 50 on trail. Who's with me? Who's with me? Yeah. Heads. I hold the money. Yeah. You know the system. You know the setup. You can tell a brouhaha from a fucking scrap because of the language being used. Because of like... And because of the... Screaming? There's is usually a lack of punching. Lack of punching. Lack of punching is brouhaha, fuck around Are they fun. throwing? Yeah. If they're are throwing, they throwing... Are they throwing? Yes or no? Or are they wrestling? If they aren't throwing which I assume they weren't because they're friends, the cops have fucked up big time. Big time. And they've, missed, and they've missed one of the great opportunities to fucking watch two thick, two young, hot thoroughbreds going toe-to-toe. I'm just going to find here. A couple of bucks in the wall. A couple of bucks. Because um, we had a statement from the boys in question, the performers... The boys aren't having a throw. Don't stop the show, Tom. That's, that's the it. fucking. That should be the same. That should be mate. the same. Well, that's what they need to get back into police training for legal reasons. We cannot comment on the charges that are before, like the charged before the court at the moment. However, we wanted to express remorse for putting ourselves in a position to embarrass our clubs and the NRL. I want to speak for both the Raiders, the Rabbitohs, and rugby league right now. You didn't embarrass them. The cops embarrassed themselves. I'm not embarrassed. No. I'm not embarrassed at all. No. I'm a fan of the game. Oh, I still love rugby league. I couldn't be less embarrassed. We were there to celebrate Jack's 30th with family and friends. While everyone enjoyed a great night, we understand that our wrestle, as harmless as we believe it to be, was a poor decision and may have looked bad. Again, you shouldn't be apologising, boys. On your bir- what, you can't have a birthday wrestle anymore? A birthday bash? Why can't you have a birthday bash? We are sorry for this and we know that we need to be better when in public. We remain great friends and are looking forward to proudly representing our community all stars this weekend. Yes, they better not fucking be like asked to stop. Because I heard someone being like, they're probably going to get suspended from Why? the all stars. I was like, fucking hell. For God's sake. That's ridiculous. For God's sake. Woo up. Woo up. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let them play. Let them play. Let them play. Now. Another rugby league story took my uh, attention over the week, Eddie. Yes, Tom. Um, and I'm just going to try and find it here. Where is it? Where is it? Um, here we go. Did you see that the Bulldogs signed this fucking really hot up-and-coming footballer? Kid was from the Broncos and apparently had a falling out. He was like the Australian schoolboys captain or something. 
played for the Broncos, hates the Broncos, wanted out of the Broncos, fuck the Broncos. The Broncos didn't want to let him go. Something happened. Drops off. Now, maybe a grinder. Maybe a grinder. Not sure. It's a droppy. I thought it was a droppy when my first, but then you sort of go, no, he's grinding. Um, Now, this gentleman, this young fellow whose name is... Carl Oloa Pal. I could be pronouncing that wrong. Carl Oloa Pal. Aloha Poo. Aloha Poo. Sure. We will find out the correct pronunciation at some point. Don't hold it against us, bruh. Um, the Bulldogs paid like a $500,000 transfer fee. Or did I make that up? Or is he on $500,000 now? Or they signed it. He's on, he's on a fuckload of money for an 18-year-old who's probably not playing rugby league next year or this year. Either way, in the conversation about how uh, Ola Powell was wooed by the dogs because mm. I think a lot of clubs are after him given the prodigious talent yeah. with which he holds. Mm. The thing that got him over the line reportedly, because he's a young kid, was Seraldo taking him for an ice cream. Now, the only thing that is that I, when I read that, it sounded very much like and I'm not saying this is this, this is what it read like to me, was that he was being groomed by an older man. Because <laughs> you're talking for an ice cream. Well, he's, him, he's, bribed, he's bribed this kid with an ice cream to get him to come play football. Yeah. Now, I think you can, I think it's play on to groom a kid to play rugby league. Well, to groom a kid to play rugby league, it's absolutely play That's on fine. To, that's absolutely play on. Uh, unfortunately, ice cream in the past has been used for- For more, the wrong reasons. Yeah, for the wrong reasons. Not the right reasons. Not the right reasons. It seems to me that this is the, this is the right use of ice cream. And grooming. And grooming. Positive grooming. Positive. Really positive grooming. Swent, listen, I want to groom you to play rugby league. Like, cards on the table. No, I'm grooming you. Yes. But I'm grooming usually you. grooming is a bit more like, subtle and and nefarious but i want everyone to know i'm publicly grooming this kid to play rugby league but i am grooming with an ice cream which in the past may have been misused yes it has been misused but it does work no it won't Yeah, so it's a staggering amount of money for a youngster who is yet to play against men, and it was all sealed by a drumstick. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh god, he had other he had other options, but just the fact that Cameron wanted to get to know him one on one over an ice cream and outline the, his vision for the kid proved the difference. I think the Bulldogs coach sensed, uh, what is it? <laughs> um, the Bulldogs coach uh, took Carl to dinner. We're all sitting around and afterwards, the kid being an 18-year-old started to get restless, the manager said. I think Seraldo sensed this and said to me, do you mind if I take Carl for a walk and an ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes later, they came back and Carl had made up his mind to join the Bulldogs. <laughs> Anyway, there's um, some completely unnecessary pedophilic references. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to the Bulldogs. He seems like a weapon, though, but it was it, like I was looking at some highlights of him. He's fucking good. They're building something. They're fucking building They're something. They're building something. Jesus Christ. That 
<laughs> Phil Gould, mate. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's he's quite a motherfucker. He's quite a motherfucker. Good to see ice creams being used in the right way, though. That's all we're doing. She had ice cream. It, it needed it. Yeah, it did. It really did. It needed a good news story. Congratulations. Have you got that milk? Yeah, don't worry. She's coming. Um, just wanted to shout out a friend of ours who is no longer a friend, but a friend that is dead to us uh, due purely to the way he plays his rugby league, plays his trade, and that's Kieran Foran. Mm. Obviously a Titan now, which means that he ceases to garner any special treatment from you or I. Well, that's absolutely right, Tom. At the end of the day, he's a traitor. Yes, um, he's disappointed his community, he's let down his club, his teammates, his friends, his family, supporters. Yeah. Now, now, we wish him all the best. Of in, course. In his future endeavours. All we're saying is, all we're saying more, is you know, when you leave the club... He's committed to never winning another comp, and that's fine. What he does, what we... This is a congratulations, though, because he's now the youngest grandfather in the NRL. Yeah, he is. In the history of the NRL? I'd say he'd have to be in the history. He's 32 years old and his granddad, so you'd, he'd have to think he is. Yep. Now, you might be like, yeah, he's not... He is. He's a step-granddad, same thing. Step-granddad is a granddad. It's the same he, he, No, no, put it this way. He's playing the role of a granddad. Is he going to be called Pop? I bet he is. I bet he is because he's married to his wife. I might have to... We might have to start calling him Pop. Pop. Pop foreign. Pop foreign. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Tom, he is a Pop No, now. he's Pop, dude. It's Pop foreign. He's married to his wife. His wife's got a fucking child who had a child, and that's why she's a grandma, and he's a Pop. That's Simple how that. it works. Pop, pop foreign. Pop, poppy foreign. Poppy foreign. Or do you want to go watch Poppy play? Yeah. Is Poppy still playing? Poppy had a blinder on the weekend. Poppy had a blinder. Poppy's, poppy moves pretty well for a pop. For a pop. It's fucking looks, it moves great for a pop. Yeah. But also, what a great, what a great opportunity to be, to be one of the great pops all time. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not here to hang shit on pops. Pops are great people. But, you know, generally when you think of pops, you think walk and stick. You think old as fuck. Old as fuck. Incontinent. Yeah. Uh, adult diapers. Yeah. yeah. Grey pubes. That's right. He'd have fucking... His dick would be shaved, I imagine. He's still young enough. You know what I mean? No, I'm assuming at some no, point you trim. stop. He'd trim. Trim. He'd trim. Trim. Yeah. He's got a young man's penis still. Yeah, he does. You know I mean? Poppy Foran's got the youngest granddad cock on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Still honest and true. He's, he's nutsack still. He would be one of the youngest granddads on the earth. On planet earth. Yeah. Tom. Yes. Comfortably. Yeah. He'd be right up there. Or down there. Or down there. Or up there. From a numerical sense. That's right. Age-wise. That's right. Now, what does that mean for Pop Foran? Like, does, it, does, he, does he change his approach to rugby league football? Does he repeat himself? Does he start telling you stories he's just finished telling you? Does he lose his keys? Does he his pants? Does he, yeah, does he long for yesteryear? Is yeah. he almost trapped in the past? Yes. You know? Back in my day. Back in my day. I did this, 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 and this. And every time they tell a story, more mayo applied. Yeah. Now, I can sit there and listen to those mayo applied stories till the cows come home. They're great yarns. Yeah. But just know that I have noticed the additional dollop. Well, the problem is, or not problem, but when you are, say, like a, a granddad's granddad, like when you're in your 60s, late 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, fucking from then on in, the stories you're telling from back in your day are crafted over years and years and years of slightly changing it and adding it and improving it and working out, well, this wasn't as good. It's got a better yeah. reaction. I'm going to stick yeah. this more. It's now like the perfect fucking dribbly 
thing. Kieran, when he's talking about back in his day, he's talking about like fucking the year 2000. He was like, well, back in my day, I was 14. You're like, these stories haven't seen enough winters. No, they haven't. You're absolutely right. So I don't, I don't expect Pop Foreign to be sharp between the years when it comes to storytelling, Tom. No. He's obviously got a couple of good yarns that he can refer to. Grand finals. 2011 comes to mind. Yeah. Um, however, he's not going to have like a knee slapper story. He's not going to have knee slappers in the fucking back pocket. Unless we're just referring to his hog. Obviously, if they're hog-based stories, he has one of the great knee slappers all time. Mm. We know this. Mm. I'm talking more about a funny yarn yeah. being, a, being a knee slapper. It as to, be as you pointed out so eloquently, Tom, sometimes the old boys have got... They've been working on a yarn for 50 years. They know what hits. They know what that doesn't. They know what tempo is required. They know what time is required. The right amount of mayo, etc. So it'll be interesting to see how he approaches his new role. Mm. Uh, we wish him all the best. We do. Congrats, also Poppy. must remind Pop that he's dead to us. Yes. But obviously, like, you know, if, if we saw you around the beaches and shit, like, we'd help you across the road. If he wins, which he won't, but if he did win, which he won't, or can't, and shan't. Because it's the Titans. But if he were to win the comp, would he be the first grandpa ever to win a comp? Yes, he'd be the first grandfather. He's probably, fuck, I mean, if he plays internationals, he'd be the first grandfather to play, would you assume, rugby league, like... He's, he's got an opportunity to really, like, pad his fucking... He's got a, had a great career, but, like, add some records that you wouldn't assume he was going to get. Well, well pop-based... Pop-based record. Purely so grandfather How many games played as a fucking... As a grandfather. How many tackles made as a grandfather? How many tries scored as a grandfather? Try assists from a grandfather. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tackle bust from a grandfather. Repeat Line sets. breaks from a grandfather. Dummy points strain. in a game. Dummy strain. Just put, like, most points in a game from a grandfather. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was uh, that was alarming. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Congratulations to Poppy Foreign. Now Ryan Madison had his request to overturn his ban because he didn't want to pay a fine, even though he's like six hundred grand a year. Yes, he was like, "Fuck the fine, I'm yeah. taking the ban." Then everyone was like, "You're a dog." Yes. and now he's like, "Oh no, can we turn it back over?" And the NRL's like, "No," and I like that. Yeah, no, 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 you fucked up. You fucked up. Oh, because it was like that. That was the dumbest slash most selfish decision I've ever fucking seen almost. Yeah, I'm not playing that. And what was it if it was like two grand or three grand or something? Because it was saying it was a crusher and he's like, it wasn't a crusher, but it was like, I feel like, listen, was it just a kid who made a dumb decision when he was salty about losing a grand final? Possibly. Yes. Yeah, it probably was. And so in that sense, I feel sorry for him. But it was still a dog move whether you were salty or not. Yeah, and I, I feel like you needed... Petulant. Listen, and you can say that you were salty after fucking losing the grand final, sure, but there should have been people around him, and maybe there was that go, listen, bro. Don't do that's that. That's the dumbest fucking decision I've ever heard. As soon as we heard it, you and I, we go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever Everyone heard. Everyone was like, this is the Everyone stupidest said fucking thing ever. So surely someone close to him should have been like, hey, bro, you're going to regret that in like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of hours. Yeah. But you know this, you will regret it. You're a dumb dumb. Not a big thinker. It Not was, a big thinker. It was now four thousand dollars. Huh? Four grand. Four thousand dollars. And he makes what six hundred a year, possibly more. Yep. Okay. Well, that's dumb. Now, Eddie, obviously under the most important news of the week, bit AFL, GWS rookie Jason Gilby has lifted the lid on his milk obsession after his stunning intake of the dairy drink was revealed. 
Gilby sent the internet into a spin this week after it emerged during a preseason bonding exercise that the first-year giant had swapped his water intake for milk three years ago. So always a lover of the cold white beverage, Gilbert revealed he'd made the switch to drinking dairy almost exclusively after his milk cravings got the better of him. (laughs) Me and my younger brother have always drunk a lot of milk, but it was probably about three years ago that I just decided I preferred it over water and when I would get thirsty... And I I would just crave milk instead of water to rehydrate me. So so he drinks milk during a game. Is that what I'm hearing? I guess so. But if you've swapped water for milk, by extension, he shouldn't... There wouldn't be a guy running the waters. It'd be someone running the milks. It'd be a milk guy. He goes... I used to be at school sometimes and I would think, geez, I haven't drunk water for like five or six days. I better go to the bubbler for a sip. <laughs> Why? Because he's drinking so much milk. Yeah. He continues to drink milk all day long. The only exception <laughs> now being when he's on the training track over summer. There you go. You've got to make some concessions. Yeah, but training day. track over summer, not in winter. Look at this guy. I'm not going to judge a book by its cover, but he looks like a milk guy. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Listen, I'm not gonna. I would never judge a book by its cover, Tom. Ever, ever. But it looks like he gets up to no good with milk. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Like it's, just, not, it's not just. It's not, it's not just, just a drink. It's not just a drink. No. You know, he doesn't just go into the kitchen and pour himself a nice cold glass of milk. Like no. he's up to no good. Yeah, he is. I can't, t- I can't tell specifically. No, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to accuse, but it's like that guy does some fucked up shit with dairy. All I'm going to put it this way. I don't reckon he pulls it into one hole exclusively. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's not even an allegation. That's just a perception. We're just it's a vibe based on what we're seeing. You got to call it as you see it. This looks like it's any holes a goal <laughs> <laughs> for this man's milk intake. <laughs> Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, shout out. Shout out. That's all. That's, that's, that's fucking weird. I will ask this. If he drinks it during a game, and based on what I've just read, he only swaps it out in summer, not in winter. If there's someone with like a trainer that usually says water on it, would he need to say milk? Well, you wouldn't want it to say water on it. But I'd, I mean, if that motherfucker is hydrating himself with water mid-game... Milk. No, but I'm sorry, milk mid-game. As a coach, I'm saying, hey, buddy, I get that, like, this is an addiction for you, <laughs> but it's like, if you told me you really love crack, I wouldn't be giving you that at halftime. Now, maybe you would say, Tom, that's way more of an extreme example. I disagree. Neither of them have any place on a football field. <sighs> it's It's troubling. I wonder how he goes with milk challenges. Like, could he do fucking, you know, he's like, you can't drink three litres of milk or whatever because you're fucking, or is it two litres? I don't know. Some of these challenges just are so absurd. Like, no, I can't drink three litres of milk. Are you shocked by that? You know what I mean? But he could. Oh, fucking oath, he could. He ranked, during the AFL draft combine, he ranked equal first in the two-kilometre time trial. So he's a weapon. (sighs) Dude. Dude's a weapon. Maybe Maybe he's found a fucking hack. Maybe I, has, I, can't maybe. Have, I can't drink milk anymore. Makes me farty and bloated. Really? That's why I'm on the oats, bro. Yeah, I, I haven't had I haven't had like proper cow's milk in my coffee for a while, but I still like a cold glass of milk. 
I I don't mind it either, but I can have really short. But I don't. Really I one. never. It's, I never have it. I never. I've never got milk in the no. in the fridge anymore, which is I, disappointing. I've got it in the fridge for the babies, but I don't. I'm just like fucking steer. When was the last time you had a Milo? Not an ad. No, not an ad. We should get some for in here. Not an ad. Oh, do I need chocolate more of that in my life? No. I haven't but, had Milo for ages. It but would, it would be nice to have though. It would be nice. It, tell me. Tell me. You wouldn't go and enjoy a nice fucking big glass of Milo if it was just in the fucking That's cupboard. That's the right problem, now. though, yeah. is that I would enjoy it. I'd enjoy it all the time, like yeah. when we used to have Chalky Ness. Yeah, that was great. It was. Good. You want to talk about living? I tell you what, living is puns and dribblers, bread rolls, ham, cheese, pickled mustard, or like pickle in a jar, pickle sauce, pickle sauce, maybe some mayonnaise on there as well. Yeah, sure, sure. Bang, close that bitch. Get that bitch toasting. While it's toasting, get yourself a fucking huge glass. Every house has got some glasses that are bigger than others. I'm not talking about those little, no, no, those little uh, glasses for losers. No, no. You, every house, you're absolutely right. Every house has a couple of almost like they're odd as well. Yes. Oh, they yeah. don't match. No, they don't match. They're just but they're huge. But glasses. they're big. But they're big and they're honest and they're true. And you can you can get half a fucking liter into one. Yeah. And you fill that bitch. Half and then layer. you go and get your chucky. No, you feel, no, I see. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a powder in first. So there'd be Milo, Chalky Ness, they go in first, and halfway, basically, half full, not half empty, Optimist. Then you pour the milk in and watch it. If it's a Chalky Ness, Chalky Ness, best in class for dissolving into the liquid. It does dissolve into the liquid. Milo, Milo doesn't. And then it slowly, the milk will seep down and you can fuck with it a little bit. I don't think I prefer one over the other. Maybe Milo slightly edges it out, but... It's all pretty fucking deadly. It's all very deadly. Chucky Ness. Mm. Unbelievable. You know when you'd get Chucky Ness on a spoon, then you'd like, you'd, du- you'd, du- you'd, you'd dunk him. Yeah. You'd dunk him for a bit and bring it back up, and then it would just go. Poof. Yeah, you waterboard the spoon. Yeah, you waterboard the spoon, and then you put that in your mouth. Yeah. That's good for the soul. That's living. Um, Chucky Ness. Chucky Ness. I don't know how we got there. Conor McGregor's fighting again, and he's doing the fucking Ultimate Fighter house. That is confirmed. With Michael Chandler. Is he? Yeah. So we were talking about that in the car on the, other, on the way down. To Saying the other. why the fuck would he do it. There's a part of me that actually, having thought about it, likes it. A couple of things. Conor's become really fucking weird. <laughs> and Magoo, and he has like some intense allegations against him. All of that. If we can compartmentalise this situation for a second. Which I think we should. Which I think we should. You can't deny... like you. Can't, I personally would say you can't not respect the fact that he takes fucking... He only takes good fights. Like, to come back after all the layoffs and shit and go against Michael Chandler... Like, no, he's not coming back and going for a title because that shouldn't happen. And that would be lame. He's been out for ages. Michael Chandler is so active. He's probably the most exciting fighter to watch right now. He goes out and has fucking brawls. Mm. Some people are like, yeah, he can get hit, and that's what is maybe in Conor's advantage. But he's also a fucking freak wrestler who could take Conor down and fuck him up, potentially. Mm. But just for him to come back and to go against an absolute weapon, like a really, really, really high-quality top-five fighter. Yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't shrink away no. he's always taken big barnies yes and some of them particularly lately they haven't turned out for him but he keeps fucking he's got this like unwavering self-belief in himself he obviously still believes that he's the yes. motherfucker yes which they all seem to do you see these fighters and they're like 40 and they're like I actually don't think I've ever felt better it's like well you have though haven't you yeah yeah, yeah. but well, you have though because yeah. you can't fight anymore yeah and also l- listen 
you're, you're tricking yourself. Yeah. Because you, you can't tell me that you feel better after this camp. Than when you were 28 and you were like a world champion. Yeah. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. Anyway. Kind of looking fucking huge, huge at the moment. But also the whole of people pointing the, um, out being like, listen, I don't want to say anything, but he was out of the fucking testing pool and he got huge. Well, the argument there, because I think basically everyone assumes that he was, but the argument there is that so the injury he had was so fucking severe mm. and that could have real long-term f- whole life implications. Where like, there's some examples where when you have like a complete snap of the bone that it doesn't fuse back together again. Yep. So you can have struggled walking forever, all this sort of shit. Apparently Chris Weidman, because I don't think he's been back since he did his, when he was fighting fucking Uriah Hall. Or, no, Anderson Smith. Anderson did it against Chris Weidman. Weidman did it against Uriah Hall or someone. And he hasn't been back. And apparently he's like having fucking problems. Really? That's what Connor was saying. But anyway, the thing was like, obviously, no, you don't want cunts going out of the testing pool and juicing the fuck up. But that whatever they may or may not have been doing aids in like speedy and strong recovery of an injury like that. Now that could be complete horseshit. If you're a doctor, reach out. Um, but that's just what I heard. But I actually think it'd be cool. I started to like the idea of him being on the ultimate fighter. Like we're starved of kind of content yes, we in are. the UFC realm where it's him shit in the, in the way that we like to. You don't like seeing him at the MTV Awards trying to punch R. Kelly or whatever his name is. No, it was... um. Machine gun. Machine gun Kelly. shit. Yeah. Um, so, like, to see him in this context, I think it'll be a little bit more enjoyable. Chandler. Well, he's cons- done it before. He's a good, but, yeah, he but he's a good talker as well, Chandler. Who did he do it with last time? We were, Uriah, Uriah Faber. Faber. That's right. Talk mad shit. Mad shit. Put Uriah on the fucking bitch. But, like, in a fun way. Like, they actually got on a fair bit. Mm. Like, there's almost like a weird... It was a weird, like, they, they were happy to fight each other, but they were also, like, got on. And I think they're still pretty cool now. But, like, TJ Dillashaw was part of it. That was before TJ fucked off your eye when Connor's calling him, like, a snake in the grass yes, and yes, shit. Yes, 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 yes. And what's funny is it's Cody Garbrandt who tries to... He's, Cody Garbrandt was on The Ultimate Fighter. And he's the one that gets up and fucking starts trying to go Connor. Like, oh, shit, there you go. He's now a world, former world champion. But, so, yeah, I don't mind seeing him on there. When's that I'm just start? Like, Fuck it. When's it start? Maybe May. May, okay. Interesting. Listen, if this, this will be the tell, right? If you come back and he's in that environment where he's done before and it was fucking cheeky and funny and he got under people's skin, like this could be, there could be shades of old Connor. I don't think it'll be old Connor, but there's the potential that we could see that. If we don't see any of that, pack her up. Pack her up. Pack her up. If he loses to Chandler, pack her up. Go do some fucking boxing exhibition matches. Fight Jake Paul. Fight Mayweather again. But otherwise, fucking pack. Fight up. Jake Paul. Seriously. Fight Jake Paul. Fight, but fight Jake Paul. Fuck When's that up. fight with, Ty- Ty- um, with fucking Tyson Fury? Not Tyson Fury. Fucking. Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Is that this month? I think it's soon. Yeah. It is. And I'm excited. 18th? It says it's been cancelled. Tommy Fury. Jake again? Paul. No. That would be the old one, Dave. No, no, no. Surely not. Surely, Surely not. Hang on. What was the date of that article you read? Well, no, that's the first thing when it comes up when you search it on Google. Yeah, what's the so date maybe of the Google article? Hasn't. Go news. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jake for no, 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 no. Sunday, twenty sixth of February. Twenty sixth. Okay. Pump for that. 
if that if, I, if that got cancelled again, that would have been the third yeah, time. Yeah, uh, would have been just fucking no, absurd. No, fuck that. Pack her up. Pack her up. Question. This is more of a Thursday podcast question, but I must answer it. I uh, must ask it mm. because over the weekend down the Southern Highlands, minimal reception. More time dedicated to ripping and tearing. Then I got back. Very sorry for myself. Hung out with the babies. Went to bed. What the fuck happened in America where they shot down like a, a Chinese spy balloon? I, is this bullshit? Like, I, surely they're better at spying, a la TikTok, than sending a balloon over the US. Yeah, exactly. It's, is it performative? A, it kind of seems like it is. As you said, if China wanted to spy on the US, they wouldn't send a massive balloon that you could see from the ground. Well, level, no, they right? set up TikTok. Yeah, I think what it probably was was a weather balloon, um, which, I don't know, just gets stats and data and stuff. They shot it down. Apparently, this shit happens, like, there are weather balloons around from other countries that happens quite often. This made the news for some reason because maybe there was something else in the news that they didn't want taking up the headlines. That was who surprise, shot it so. down? Uh, America. I don't know who shot it down, like, specifically. Oh, yeah, but America shot it down. No, yeah, but, like, was it the military? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, it wasn't some fucking, like, dude no, 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 who no, was no. like, not my country. No, 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 it's not me, then who? Uh, no, t- another thing, this is Thursday party, we haven't done it for a while, but did you see the video of what was reported to be that Pfizer exec who was on a date yes. and was talking about our Pfizer is like manipulating the virus so they can fucking keep making vaccines. Mm. Now, people are like, oh, well, are you watching that? I'm like, I don't know if it's true or not, but it wasn't being reported on anywhere, which to me, I'm like, maybe that means it's not true or maybe it's just more. Well, the guy was like, listen, oh, fucking, I was- He was a Pfizer guy. Yeah, he was, he a, he, no, he, 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 he works, he works at Pfizer. He work, he's high up. He's, he's gloating, saying that they're manipulating the fucking- Virus to make shitloads of make money. Sure, make shitloads of money, exactly. And then when he gets fucking, when journalists, journalists and shit start rocking up, he's like, it was a joke. I was doing it as a joke to impress my date. It's like, what a fucking weird thing to do. Yeah. And if that is true, then you're still not fit to be in the role because I don't trust you. You shouldn't be working for anyone responsible for anyone's health. Listen, I think you were gloating about it because that's what's you thought it was dastardly and you thought it was genius and that's what's happening. That would and be yeah, my yeah, I don't doubt you were trying to fucking impress the guy, but that doesn't mean you weren't telling the truth. Yeah. And no one fucking seemed to... No one seemed to think anything of it. No. It's like I just don't... And they're like, go and get your fucking 10th jab. I'm like, no. Hey, no. Not doing it. I'm Apparently... Doing it. It was very hard to verify that this person who was in that video, who uh, there's this whole thing, Project Veritas, yeah. which is this thing is trying to like uh, reveal the secrets of the vaccine or whatever. The guy they named in the video, Jordan Walker, Jordan Tristan Walker. Apparently, you can't find him as a listed Pfizer exec or anything. Or I'm anywhere, not shocked so. that maybe he's been wiped from any records. What's that article? Where is that being written? This is on Forbes, which is kind of working to debunk the story, which was popularized by Tucker Carlson. Yeah, which doesn't mean about. anything that Tucker, like he's a fucking Yeah, he took a second of from crying about their M&Ms not being sexy anymore to report on this. Sorry? He had to take time off from crying about the M&Ms not being sexy anymore. Well, which was this. a reaction to you and your kind crying that there was an M&M that was sexy and that that mattered. <laughs> so it was equally <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, I don't, who the fuck knows if that's true. What we do know is, though, that Dave is now resting soundly now that Eminem's all look exactly the same. Yeah. No, I wanted sexy Eminem's. No, no, no. That's what Eminem no, 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 no. wants. No. It, was important, it was important that Eminem's all looked fucking identical. Yep. Because God knows that society was on a fucking collision course with... Well, it was on a nice edge from just full implosion. In full implosion. Some Anarchy people was put were moments looking away. at M&M's as a sexual fucking being as opposed to a chocolate that was animated, which I get. Yeah, yeah. It's Listen, if you wanted to, if you wanted to fuck that M&M, mm. that's on you. That's on you. That's and on shame you. on Tucker Carlson, who I don't necessarily give much of a fuck about, but I know that he's like a uh, bat signal for fucking Dave's kind to get very scared. Very pissed off, but shame on Tucker. Tucker's a fucking dribbler, a big dribbler. Let's not. I'm not. I'm, I'm prepared to admit. No, that. yeah, fuck yeah. But shame on Tucker for reacting to Dave's outrage about the Eminem's sexual proclivities or sexual appearance. Listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> all it was was a couple of lefties who got angry. Tweet- a couple of righties. Well, they got yeah, they got towy by an Eminem. They shut it down. Yeah, they went. I. Don't like that I'm getting hard every time the Eminem <laughs> ad comes on. Yeah. It's making me feel really it's uncomfortable. It's making me feel uncomfortable. And I think you've got this the wrong way around. Now, now I'm getting boners unnecessarily. Dude, I'm sick of getting hard for Eminem's. Yeah. But it's just, like you say, Tom, just an old fucking classic showdown between yeah. the left and the right. Yeah. And I just sit in the middle. Just sit in the middle and just watch it. And watch. Like a tennis match. Yeah. But not a like good this. one. Like not this. a good tennis match. Yeah. Did we get it wrong? I'm pretty sure the the initial outrage was from Tucker because the Eminem company, not I I didn't think this was no. through any sort of outrage, but they changed the Eminems to look a bit different. And Tucker uh, yeah, was yeah, like, they no, did, no, no. but they d- I'm I'm pretty sure. And again, I would not be shocked were I vastly wide of the mark. <laughs> I thought it was that your types, and I use that in the most disrespectful way possible, <laughs> were were like. We're annoyed that the female Eminem was hot, basically. All that was like accentuating what was the what was the gender affirming traits or whatever the fuck you were talking about the other day. And so then Eminem, because they're a bunch of cowards, changed it. And then Tucker, because he's a dribbler who <laughs> focuses on shit that doesn't really matter, he then started talking about it. And it's like Again, when there are, like, legitimate things going on in the world, we argue about this. And I don't mean we specifically, we as a people. And then you've got some weird Pfizer guy who's potentially admitting to... Cooking the books. Cooking the books. (laughs) But we're all over here going, who gives a fuck if the green M&M's got long eyelashes and tits? To which the other side said, I do. I do. No, I do, because I'm constantly hard whenever (laughs) I see chocolates. (laughs) <laughs> and get, that punters and dribblers is the world we live in that's the world we live in Good and night. yeah it's a podcast <laughs> goodnight goodnight oh that's good stuff good hearty laughs today yeah, good very healthy for a monday punters and dribblers very healthy for a monday and 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 often one of the biggest struggles giggles can be hard to come by on a monday after a weekend yeah and i'm pleased to report that giggles were had have been had, still been had, have been had. Yeah. Now, last week, we asked the punter and the dribbler to send in 
their fucking sporting injuries. Social sport injuries. Social sporting injuries. Shout out to Barthy, who still has a broken shoulder. Yes, he does. Now, we did get quite a few responses. Responses that we will do as a separate little fucking YouTube clip, clip video tomorrow. Yep. So... We won't be doing them now. We won't be doing them now. In They're case too many. Worried. So we're just going to get... And there were photos <laughs> and shit that we want to look at. I don't really want to look at, but there were some. And that was your social sport injury. So actually, if you are listening to this on a Monday uh, and you want to see if we... You give yourself a chance that we'll do it. Um, hotline's in our bio. DM them to us if you want. Um, but we're just going to do that as a separate thing because there was too many. And because we are a little flat today. And there was a lot to talk about. And there was a lot to talk about. And, and I've got to go pick up Evie Rose from daycare. But we will do a couple of dribbles. We're not doing dribbles. I don't no think dribbles. It's worth doing because there's only like two or three that work. Okay, there you go. So the dribbles have been moved. Call by Dave. We've we've given Dave the the call there because dribbles knows. moved to tomorrow. Yeah. If you know what I mean. No, I get it. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Uh, and as we said at the top of the show, punters dribblers, six p.m. tonight. HelloSport.shop. The rose cord cap back on sale. Hellosport.shop, 6 p.m., make smart decisions. As we said before, these hats, we got, we got, we got, we ordered more hats. This is like part of that shipment. Basically, the Chinese like to go on their own version of New Year's and they go for quite a while. Yeah. Chinese so, New Year. Getting while they're getting good. Hellosport.shop, 6 p.m. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Look at those manes, dude. Seriously. Seriously glorious. Mate. As if that you tell me they haven't washed their hair. Is that well they haven't washed their hair. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> the Those ponies don't wash their hair no, no, no. and that's when hair gets into its work. They do they wash their hair. They don't wash their hair. They are fucking majestic manes, dude. Look at that mane. That's if, a if horse I said, if I if I doesn't wash its hair. Like Ella loves ho- uh horses, but she also loves hair, right? I don't think she'd be able to get over that. No. How incredible that looks. That is huge. That's a huge amount of hair there. Dude, it's a lot of hair, but it's like beautiful. It also looks like they've all been to the barber, but they haven't. Like, they look styled. Dude, look at it. Look, look, that one, incredible. The one back, incredible. The one behind that, incredible. Dude, it's the best hair I've ever seen. Horse hair. An incredible. It's, like it's like a mullet. Yeah, dude. Those, that's like a very... Like a hairdresser to the stars has come and trimmed those ponies. Mm. But they haven't because they're wild. Yeah, they haven't. Because, but listen, all we're saying is fuck you, Big Shampoo.